Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, my friends. Welcome back to the show that never ends. At least it's going to feel that way, I think, by the end of my third hour, since I don't ever really do three-hour shows. Uh, anyway, though, it really is so, uh, so good to be with you on this Monday evening. My name is Dave Simons. I am, by day, a certified financial planner and head of the Simons & Cordes Wealth Management Group, located within the friendly confines of UBS Financial Services. But occasionally in the evening, they do let me out to play a little bit, and I get to venture into non-investment topics, which is basically getting the chance to talk about everything else that others are talking about in the world today. And so we spent really the first hour, a little bit of a history lesson on the debt ceiling and what this whole reconciliation is. And uh, we look at the seriousness of this. If they cannot come to an agreement, I, I really believe they will. I don't think it's happening tomorrow or Wednesday or Friday. I think they'll probably go into next week and the markets are not going to like that. Um, if you follow the financial markets at all, you've known that you, you've noticed that they've been weak here a little bit. Now, most of that's been related to other things that I won't venture into here. But now the whole concern about the debt ceiling not being increased and approved, not so much by the House. They've got the votes there, as we explained in the first hour. But the fighting that's going on internally within the Senate between the two political parties. Uh, that's where the concern is. And as we get closer to what appears to be around October 18th, when we would run out of money to pay the interest on our debt, to pay Social Security, basically to fund the way that we operate our country, we would default for the first time in our nation's history, which would have ramifications that would last forever. And, and I'm not, again, uh, trying to use hyperbole here to describe it, but that really is true. The reputational damage that would be wrought out of this is immeasurable at this time. And that is starting to weigh on the financial markets. We saw that the market, as measured by the S&P and the Dow, all declined. The futures pointing to tomorrow show another, you know, at this point, a little bit more, maybe about a 100-point decline in the Dow. It's been very orderly, I will say this, 
And for those who listen to the Dollars and Cents show or get my weekly commentary, you know that I have actually wanted a little bit of a pullback in the market. Didn't matter how I got it. We just needed to take a little froth off the top to avoid bigger corrections or even a bear market down the road. Well, I'm now getting that, and I am not displeased by that. But we don't want some 20%, 30% or more almost crash-like because of this whole fiasco regarding the debt ceiling. So we really d dug into that in the first hour. So we're going to leave that behind. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the whole Facebook thing. And, and then we're going to lighten the mood uh, later on the hour. I'm going to talk about one specific part of my travails over the last few days. Why did I go through the SEC country, the Southeastern Conference, as I've driven through... Um, Tennessee and Kentucky and Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I spent a little time driving, but there is a purpose for part of the trip. And I want to talk about that. And it, it, it's fun. So we're going to relax a little bit about after some of the heaviness that we've discussed. But we are going to start this hour talking about Facebook. And isn't it interesting what you just heard on the national news? That Facebook, which also owns Instagram, also owns the WhatsApp, which I also have on my phone for some of the international traveling that I do, that all went dark today, went offline. Less than 24 hours after the whistleblower went public on 60 Minutes and talked about all the damage that Facebook really is doing to our country and our mindset and our collective character. I mean, it, it's serious stuff. And all of a sudden, it's like, were they just the victims of some kind of hit? <laughs> the, the conspiracy theorists out there, I'm sure, are going crazy because to them, there are no coincidences that ever happen in life. Everything that happens, some nefarious person was behind it. It gets a little ridiculous, but I'm sure they're out in force talking about that. I just find it interesting and fascinating. But Facebook is, I've got my personal issues with it, and I do want to talk about that, but we will really get into the, uh, I think the, I don't think that it was shocking what the whistleblower said last night. And let's give her a name. Frances Haugen is her name. You talk about a credible witness. For those of you who are not able to see the 60 Minutes interview, I would implore you to do it. It's only about 13 minutes long, and you can go either to the 60 Minutes website, but I got it on YouTube. I was not able to watch it live last night. So this morning, I just went to YouTube, and I plugged in 60 Minutes, and as soon as I did, up pop 60 Minutes whistleblower, Facebook. Like, okay, yep, that's the hot topic that's trending. Um, and I don't know that she told us anything new, mainly because – when she was still the anonymous whistleblower, she released her findings to the Wall Street Journal, which I read every day anyway. So I was fascinated by the reporting the Wall Street Journal had done in the last couple of weeks because of Frances Haugen. Well, she decided I, I'm not going to stay faceless anymore. It's this important to my country that I tell everyone what's going on. And she is credible, man. If you see her, uh, her background is is strong. She's a data scientist. Uh, she's got a master's in business from Harvard. She was at Facebook 
hired as one of their top product managers on something called the misinformation team. So she was out there, part of the groups that were looking at a lot of the conspiracy stuff that would come through and, and frankly, just false claims and information to say, yeah, we got to stop that. Um, there's no basis in fact with that. And, and, and what that's doing is it's leading to potential uh, damage, even death among some people. Uh, again, she was that serious about it. And she's got a great background, too, at other companies. She served a similar role at Pinterest, at Yelp, at Google. So she's been around, and she said, I've never seen anything like what I saw at Facebook. So, folks, we'll get into that a little bit, plus a personal story about my own dealings with Facebook, both as an investor and as a user of the company. And why this has not surprised me at all and why I kind of tuned that area out of social media a while back. So you are listening, of course, to KMOX and at your service. My name is Dave Simons filling in. Happy to do it. So glad you're along for the ride. We will be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everybody. Dave Simons along with you. And so good to be with you on this Monday night. It is 918 in St. Louis. We are just now beginning our discussion of everything related to this whole Facebook controversy. And this is um, I I really wanted to to discuss it because of the 60 minute interview last night that uh, the so-called whistleblower Francis Haugen uh, went public 
and showed her face and said, this concerns me enough that I'm not going to hide behind the veil anymore. And this is what's happening. And, and, and what I liked about what she said is she's actually a pretty humble person and she's not out to try to make a name for herself, certainly to make any money. She just wants to alert everybody that, look, this is a concern of mine, of, of what happens in how a company like Facebook will put profits over principle. So when you go back to look at the early days, the birth of Facebook, it really was good intentions, right? You, you, it was somewhat innocent where you just had people connecting and sharing their social life and this is what I'm doing and this is what I've done. And it, it really just continued to grow and grow and grow. And I can't tell you the first time I ever looked at it. I was not one of the early adherents to it by any means, but I got in probably within a few years or so. Uh, I was actually, oh, actually, they, yeah, that's right. They went public afterwards. I, I'll get to the investment side in a bit, but after a few years after they were around, okay, I got on there. And what I loved about it, at least early on, was establishing or reestablishing old friendships. That was important to me, my friends, as I get on the uh, psychiatrist couch here for all of you to hear about my background. Um, but I have been one of those guys that I just move on in life and I just leave friendships behind. And I, and I don't say that with uh, any sense of glee or happiness, of course. There are regrets to that. But when I left Wentzville High School in 1980, I was gone. And I didn't maintain any friendships. And when I left Mizzou, same thing. I just started a, a life, and I, I, I have a loner part of my personality, which may really shock a lot of people who hear me on the radio, who have seen me speak at seminars with hundreds of people. There's that social quality. I'm very comfortable talking to people, but there, there's a certain stage Dave persona with that that I can only handle in small doses. And then I like to go back to be loner, Dave. I, I just do. That's my comfort level. That's the way I was as a kid, where I would spend a lot of time by myself in my bedroom just playing games and listening to Jack Buck and hoping someday I could be a sports guy, which I got to be for a few years, which is quite the story. Um, but Facebook allowed me to find people again as I had matured a little bit and realized I probably shouldn't have been so quick just to go to the next phase of my life and forget everything that had just happened in previous years. So I even reached out to a guy who was my best friend in sixth grade at Lusher Elementary. Sixth grade back in 1973, 74, I guess that school year would have been. I never saw him again, but I just remember, man, we were good friends. And he went to a different middle school and high school, and I moved on, and that was it. Um, so I, I searched his name on Facebook, and lo and behold, there he is. And I private messaged him, and he said, "Oh my gosh, Dave, are, is this really you?" And so we, you know, we we connected that way, and I was able to do that now with a bunch of old high school friends and college friends. So I've been able to repair that a little bit. So Facebook, the reason I tell you that is Facebook has actually been very important to me as I've gotten older that way. But you started to notice changes in the rhetoric of people posting. And I can't put a finger on it. It's, I don't know, late, 
early 2010s, maybe, some of the people who were really against Obama started to become a little bit more vocal, which I, I didn't remember that occurring. You would see that on Internet chat rooms, anonymous chat rooms, where you got the tough guy bully persona that would come out, of course, only when they could do it in the darkness of the Internet. But then it started to happen a little bit more on Facebook. You would know this person and you would think, wow, I didn't know that person felt so passionately about that particular subject matter. And then during the Trump years, it really took off. I am not taking sides here. I'm just pointing out my own personal observations. And I think a lot of you know what I'm talking about as people started to take sides. And then you had so-called friends get into arguments. And I wanted no part of that. I never posted anything political on Facebook. I just wouldn't do it. What's the purpose? Well, I'm so glad that um, I got on social media because, man, this guy yelling and screaming about his side, he just completely changed my mind, said no one ever. But yet people were doing that. And I had finally had enough last year. So I unfriended people. And even my wife said, are you sure you want to do that? Because they could notice you unfriended them. And I said, I, it doesn't bother me. They may not have been my best friends anyway. And I'm, I'm, I'm only so-called friends with them now because we reconnected on Facebook. And I haven't even seen them in 10, 20 years or whatever. But there's a side that they're showing that I think is dangerous and that I cannot connect with. I, I don't want to I don't want to see the ramblings anymore and I just unfriend them and I have no regrets over it and then you start to do a little bit more digging and you realize how these social media companies operate and it's all about algorithms and it's about making money so when you get on there and you post something like this so-and-so is destroying the country or then you get on and you take sides about the election being stolen last year and you're adamant you're going to take up arms and do this. And then you start getting all these responses. That is like a drug to the Facebook algorithms because now more people are engaged, which means Facebook can put more ads there. There are more eyeballs. And now what started out back in 2004 or so as something relatively innocent has now become a divisive part of our increasingly divisive country. So I did one more thing. And I did this a couple of years ago. I invest in our own models. All right. So client, we have investment models that we put together and I eat my own cooking. So my own money is in the investment models along with our clients, all right? However, I do have a side account that I play with a little bit, that maybe I'm not so comfortable putting that as a major holding for all of my other clients. And that includes, and I can say this now because I no longer own it. And by the way, this is not a buy, sell, or hold recommendation. Let me give the legality here, the disclaimer. Uh, but I was an early investor in Facebook when it went public, and I did quite well in it but I sold it. I've, and I didn't sell it because I thought the company was all of a sudden going to start losing money. 
I didn't sell it because all of a sudden I thought they were competitors that were going to destroy them. Quite the opposite. I thought this stock's going to probably continue to do well, but I can't be a party to it anymore. I now know what this whole algorithm stuff is all about, how divisive it is, and they really put, are putting profits over principle. I knew this even before Francis Haugen went to the airwaves last night on CBS. And only two times in my life, in my investing life, have I ever sold a stock on principle where it didn't matter about that anymore. I bought the stock for these reasons. This company has grown into something that I do not like personally. I can't say that about to anybody else. This is a personal decision. And I sold the stock. And you know what? It doubled from there. But I didn't care. I felt better about it. So you can see that, yes, I'm a little bit... I have a personal stake in this story because I look around and I see what's happened in this country. And can I tell you something? We are all being played as fools. Do you know that? Do you know that for those of you who get on Twitter and Facebook and all of these other places and you engage in the back and forth banter and you get all riled up, you are being played you are a little mouse in a maze that these social media companies are moving the cheese around and you gladly follow along and you don't know it. You think that you are doing right by your country by standing on principle and saying, this is what's going to happen. But all you're doing is adding to the noise. You're not convincing anybody of anything. And there are other ways to do this. There really are. I'm not saying that you're not entitled to your opinion. I'm not saying that you're not even entitled to be mad about something. That's part of being an American. It's great. First Amendment, baby. Go out of the street corner and shout to the top of your lungs. But when you sit there and say, wow, our country's so divided because of them. Can I push back on you on that? Can I say that maybe... Maybe just a little bit, you're part of the problem. I know I'm stepping on some toes here. And maybe you're unwittingly part of the problem because you are adding into the profits of these social media companies because it has been proven, as the Wall Street Journal articles showed and as Frances Haugen has revealed because of the trove of evidence that she took out of Facebook when she quit. We have sh been shown now that this is really what's happening, and Facebook has seemed to be powerless to stop it. I'll leave it with one more thing here. Haugen actually said she has empathy for C Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Her quote is, he never set out to make a hateful platform, but he has allowed choices to be made where the side effects of those choices are that hateful, polarizing content gets more distribution and more reach, end quote. So please remember that the next time you go to the social media sites, I'm not telling you not to do it. Just maybe go with a little bit more humility and maybe turn the temperature down a little bit before you start to write in hit send. All right, we've been a little heavy the last 90 minutes talking about some of the important topics. Can I really just set pause here? We'll take a break. And I want to talk about something a little fun. 
And it's something that happened in Memphis and and how it just reminded me of pre-COVID days and how exhilarating it was again. And hopefully you've had similar moments that you've gotten a glimpse of what life used to be like. And I had a little bit of that. Now, some of you will hear the story and go, really? You think that's fun? Probably a sane person would think that, but I sometimes don't act so sane with this particular type of, of an event. Hopefully that got, uh, got your attention. All right. It's 931 in St. Louis. You are listening to At Your Service with Dave Simons filling in tonight, and we shall return. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Well, the song, of course, is Jump, and I think we'd all be doing a lot of that if the Cardinals were able to beat the Dodgers on Wednesday. I, I admit I'm already nervous. I mean, we're 48 hours away, but um, I and I shouldn't be, right? I, who thought we'd even be here? We were given the second chance because of the record streak of 17 games in a row that we won. It was it's just it, – it, it, it was so great to be a – back feeling like, wow, we're going back to the playoffs. And even even though we've been back, of course, uh, a number of times since 2011, it did bring back the memories of 2011, that streak and how we got into the playoffs. So even if something were not to go in our favor Wednesday night, it, it's still just been a great last part of the season. And it makes you kind of look forward to next season. And that that's really a good segue into a lot of things that we've missed out on pre-COVID especially, and everyone has their own thing that they missed, and a lot of it is traveling, especially internationally, or going on cruises, even though some of those are running again, a lot of people are saying, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that for a while, if ever. For others, it's going to a sporting event like the Cardinals or the Blues, and it was nice to see large crowds come back, but many of you and that's okay, are still a little reluctant to go into large crowds until we're deeper on the other side of this thing. And I get it. Going to concerts. I unfortunately, and I'm a big live music guy, but unfortunately I have not been able to go to see a show. I did have tickets to a show um, a couple of weeks ago that I had to miss, unfortunately. That's a whole other story. But I do have something at the pageant in a couple of weeks, and that'll be my first live show. Pre, since pre-COVID. But for me, my real passion, my addiction, I'm one of those endurance fitness weirdo people. And I think some of you already know that. 
but a guy who's run 18 marathons and then switched to triathlon about a decade ago and quickly went right to the, the full Ironman because, again, I, I, that's just my brain. I got to do it. I'm not doing the full Ironman anymore. If I want to stay married, that's a whole other story. But I am allowed to still do the half Ironman. And that's what I was doing in Memphis this past Saturday. And I cannot tell you what a great thrill it was to be back at these big races again like that. Yes, we, we've been able to do some of the smaller local races, but I'm talking about the big events. I, I was supposed to run the Cleveland Marathon in 2020 in May. Obviously, that got canceled. It was scheduled to be run again this May, and they canceled it again as the Delta variant started to take hold. Or may, maybe this was even pre-something. I, I don't remember, actually. But they had to, they canceled it again because of COVID. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. I just I love these big out-of-state events where thousands of people. And so I had signed up for the inaugural Memphis Half Ironman. It was the first time they've ever done the Ironman, anyway, the, the corporation, the well-known Ironman organization, uh, running an event in Memphis. And so our group, I'm in a training group of, I don't know, seven, eight people. We've been friends for a long time. And most of us went down to Memphis and we did this together. And I just thought, even just there that morning on Saturday morning, as nervous as you get before a big ev event, knowing how you're going to hurt after like six hours or so of, of working out. But there was this sense of calm that I felt before the event because I thought all is right with the world. Have you have you had that, each one of you, your own personal experience with that? Like, no, this is good. I miss this. I need to be traveling right now. I need to be at a Cardinals or Blues game. This Being at this live concert, Oh, man, it gives me so much joy. I took it for granted. I didn't know how much I would enjoy this. How about some of you who are older and you have grandkids that you could actually hug again for the first time? Things that you took for granted. That's what I felt Saturday morning as I towed the line. Um, now, what I didn't care for was the constant rain. I know in St. Louis it was humid and we had some rain over the weekend. Well, we were getting the same thing in Memphis. So try riding 56 miles as hard as you can. That's the distance of the half Ironman in a constant rain, sometimes heavier than not. Uh, and that's what it was. But you know what? Okay, you get over it. You realize the other 2,000 people out there are all going through the same thing. And then the run, I felt pretty good on the run until the second half when someone turned the temperature up, the humidity really got going because the weather and some traffic-related issues pushed the start time later. So people now were not even finishing until mid-afternoon at the heat of the day. It got a little ridiculous. So that's where you get to about mile eight of the run. You run the 13.1 miles for the run part. And that's at mile eight. And then you start to ask yourself again, okay, why did I sign up for this? I just want to quit and go lay down and take a nap right now. My body is start starting to shut down here. But when you've done it enough, you you know how to mentally talk to yourself and you persevere and, and get through. So it was good, folks. I didn't meet my goal time, 
but when you know nobody is meeting their goal time, it's all about where you finish in your age group. And so I'm happy to say I, I fit my goal always in these big Ironman events where you're getting elite athletes and I am not an elite athlete. Trust me. Um, I just want to be able to be competitive with myself, but I would like to finish in the top third. That's always my goal. If I can finish top third or even top 25% of my age group, I've had a good race. Well, I finished 28th percentile. I'm in the 55 to 59 age group. So I finished 25th out of 89 people in that 55 to 59 group. Now, I will say this. I'm the old guy. I'm 59. If I was doing this race and had the same time at age 60, I would have finished 8th out of 46 or the 17th percentile. So that's the best thing about these races, my friends. It's the one thing that you look forward to getting older because briefly you get to be the new kid in the next group. So that will be next year. Before I leave this and completely bore all of you folks who have no interest in this talk, I, 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 I try to include be a little bit more inclusive saying, hey, we've all got these things in our life that are important to us. And I think you can at least connect with that part of it. But when I talk about the fact that I'm not an elite athlete and in our group, we're, we've got some pretty good athletes in my little training group from St. Louis. And, and it's great. We're, we're not too different. I mean, some people are a lot better at swimming than others and biking and running, but have you ever, have you ever seen a picture, let's say of Let's say there are a bunch of guys standing around and they're all about the same size. Let's say they're all about, yeah, 5'10. But there's some guy standing there who's 6'10 or 7 foot. Do you even notice the other people? No. You see this behemoth of a guy and you're like, whoa, how tall is he? Or if there's a bunch of people who look like me, a, a bald, clean shaven guy, and there's one guy who looks like Momo the monster with long hair and he's furry. He's got a beard that hangs down like a ZZ top kind of guy. You're not noticing me. You're noticing that dude. We kind of have that person in our group. And she doesn't want me to mention her name, but I'm sorry. I'm going to her name. Her name is Abby Sundermeyer. And Abby, a 39-year-old rock star. Let me tell you how big this is. And, and she's the one who stands out in the group. It's like, we're all pretty good at what we do. And then there's Abby. Why she trains with us, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm glad she does. So I finished, like I said, 25th in my age group. Abby finished sixth overall of all females. You, you take the pros out. Some, sometimes you get like a dozen pros that will show up. They're there for the money. You take them out. There are, what, maybe a 1,000 females or so, something 800,000 females, sixth overall from St. Louis. And she's so freaking humble, she doesn't even want to show up for the awards. We make her go to the awards and accept it. And she didn't even want to take the qualification, which she did for the World Championships half Iron Man, which is in Utah next year. We're like, no, you're going to do this. So that's part of the travel. And then I continued on from there. But it was just a glorious weekend despite the rain, despite the heavy storms. Life is good. It's not back to normal, of course, at all. We got a ways to go, right? Uh, but we're getting there. 
concerts, traveling, going to movie theaters, if that's your thing, baseball games, hockey games, and even weirdo people like me doing those endurance events. All right. I just had to take a break, all right, from all the heaviness and just talk about something a little fun. When we come back, eh, we got to go back to some of the important topics and a little bit of contentiousness again. And it all resides with the Supreme Court. Yeah, we got to do it. 946 in St. Louis. Please stay with us. Thank you so much for tuning us in here on this Monday night. We shall be right back. Oh, man, great call on the music. Just talking about wanting to go to live shows, what I wouldn't give for a good U2 show right now. But I digress. All right, folks, it's 9.52 in St. Louis. This is At Your Service on X. Dave Simons filling in tonight, and uh, so glad to be here. Uh, so in our brief few minutes that we have left in the second hour, and don't go anywhere, we've got a third hour of all kinds of wonderful things to discuss. We do want to talk about the Supreme Court because uh, they went back to work today. Yep. Um, and it's their first in-person uh what I want to say, tenure, I guess, um, since before the uh, pandemic forced all the proceedings to go uh, virtual about well, 19 months ago or so. So they're seeing each other face to face for the first time in a while. And they have got some biggies coming up, uh, very contentious issues in America these days. You're talking politics and religion, guns, abortion. I mean, <laughs> think about that. Uh, they've got cases that involve religion guns, abortion. Yeah, nothing nothing too controversial or contentious in this country. So you think that we're going to argue and fight with each other even more based on these cases? You think people are going to take to social media, which I just got done excoriating? Um, we'll get on Twitter and Facebook and other social media sites and go after each other. You, you think that that's about to slow down anytime soon? So some of the cases, here's one of them. Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, and that is focusing on a Mississippi law that was passed in 2018 that bans abortion after um, 15 weeks of pregnancy. So you got a little connection to the Texas controversy that's going on there. And by the way, the Supreme Court uh, virtually decided they didn't want to touch, touch the Texas thing. They're like, that that's you guys. That's your state. Well, they are agreeing to take up this one in Mississippi. You think, well, why are they taking that one up? Um, folks, this one's going right after Roe versus Wade, Roe v. Wade. And it's it's going to reexamine some of the prohibition that uh, was passed in 1973 when it gets to states being forced to ban or um, approve abortion. So um, <laughs> I don't know when they take that on. I'm looking here. Da, 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 doesn't say. Oh, here it is. They start to hear oral arguments on December 1st on that Mississippi abortion law. Then there's the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, B-R-U-E-N. I'm guessing that's somebody's name. Uh, but the case challenges a restrictive New York gun law, which poses the question of whether the Second Amendment covers the right to carry firearms outside of the home. You see, the state of New York is pretty restrictive. They've got this century-old law, which puts restrictions on who can carry a concealed 
uh, handgun and have a license to do so. Of course, we can do that here in Missouri and many other states, uh, but New York would like to add to the same. Then there is something about religious-based schools in Maine. Can they bar the use of student aid there? So there's your religion and, of course, all kinds of other things, including whether someone can fly a flag outside of Boston City Hall that has a cross on it. Yep, we're about to get contentious, folks. Stay with us. A lot more coming up in the third hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 